Welcome and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Jane Irrigation Training Series. I'm your host, Richard Rastusha, and today we're going to be talking about landscape drip irrigation fittings and really the basics on this. And when I told a few people we were doing this, they were saying, you know, really, Rich, we're going to talk about fittings. Does that really make a difference? And what I've actually found is that some of the biggest issues I see with irrigation systems, drip systems today, is matching the wrong fitting with the wrong tubing. And eventually this causes a big issue and uh, really hurts the amount of water you're able to save as a, a water manager, a contractor, uh, a homeowner. So um, taking us through this journey of fittings today is Andy Bellingary. Andy's the national sales manager for Jane Irrigation. Andy's got a long history in the landscape industry. He is a graduate from uh, BYU, from the horticulture program there. He worked for Valleycrest, starting out as an account manager, managing crews in the field, moved up to a business developer, uh, and uh, started at Jane Irrigation a little over seven years ago. Worked his way up to the national sales manager position. And uh, one thing uh, that is really interesting about Andy is... Not only does he know a lot about irrigation, but uh, if you ever get a chance to talk to him about plants or landscapes in general, you'll really understand how much Andy knows about the landscape uh, industry and, uh, and all facets of it. So uh, it's great to have somebody with this kind of knowledge and this kind of experience taking us through these basics. So uh, Andy, welcome. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, glad to be here as always. Thanks, Richard. And I appreciate the, uh, the kind introduction. Yeah, so Andy, I got to tell you, you know, I'm, I'm just going to start this right off with uh, really uh, irrigation fittings. Do they really make that big of a difference? They do. Absolutely do. And I will show a couple examples of how they do make a difference. But it's more it's more um, more than, hey, you have a good tight fitting fitting, you know, and that prevents leaks. or that prevents uh, uh, tubing from blowing apart and pre uh, prevents water waste. But it's also it gets a little bit more complicated into the type of fitting. Uh, the size of fitting and the size of tubing um, that goes along with that. And it's, it's uh, so fittings, I think are often overlooked, but, um, and I've got a picture that'll show that uh, why that can be problematic if you don't understand the type of fitting you're using in the application uh, and, and how that, um, that just makes, uh, you know, I think of a, uh, the, the, the landscape contractor that's going to spend more time having to make extra repairs, needless repairs, but also the waste of water when uh, if, if those leaks and breaks aren't caught, I mean, how many gallons of water can run out? What that can do to your water bill, not to mention uh, plant health and, and uh, you know, our, our desire to conserve water in general. Yeah, you're so right, Andy. And, and everybody has their own story about the leak that happened next to the drain. So they didn't find it for two months after they got their water bill and it was $30,000. Yes. Yeah, that happens. That happens. So, so here's the thing, though. You mentioned the tubing and all. Isn't all the tubing, like, isn't all half-inch tubing, half-inch tubing? Yeah, well, hey, great. Perfect segue here. So um, let's talk about that. Let's talk about how that works here a little bit. As you can see here, we get um, just a quick, easy, basic review of some tubing that we have. Um, 
And, and I'm pulling this from a previous webinar. We did a tubing basics webinar um, several months ago. If you want to go back and uh, get the ins and outs of tubing, um, and there's another thing, people think all tubing is created equal, just like all fittings are created equal. It's not, there's different grades and quality, but I just wanted to do a quick refresh on tubing. We have small bore tubing, um, that's our eighth inch and uh, quarter inch tubing. That's either made out of vinyl or polyethylene. And that's uh, usually what we use to deliver water to the plants and that is connected to our large bore tubing. And I'm not gonna go very deep on any of this, the large bore tubing is what's conveying the water from the valve, the, the source of, the, of, of our irrigation. Large bore tubing, generally speaking, is in half inch, three quarter inch, and one inch. And it's always polyethylene. Um, I, you won't, occasionally you'll see that in vinyl, but in the landscape usage, uh, you know, I would say it's almost 100% going to be polyethylene, maybe some indoor environments where you would see vinyl. And uh, so those are the two basic types of fitting. So just to establish a, a, um, a baseline there. And if you want to know more about this tubing, like I said, go back and, and visit one of our, our previous uh, webinars on, on tubing. So- um, And we have a quick question coming yeah. in about the tubing, sorry to interrupt, uh -huh. but uh, eighth inch tubing, do uh, you see that much in the field? What do people use that for? Uh, eighth inch tubing, I see it occasionally in the landscape, not, not very often. Most of the time, quarter inch tubing is used in the landscape. And the reason is just because you can get more water through it without running into some, uh, some of the friction loss and some of the flow restrictions. Eighth inch tubing is going to be a lot more common in some agriculture, greenhouse environments where they're going with a really uh, slow flow or, you know, where you don't need as much. Um, occasionally, I think it might it work its way into landscape, but most of, most common, when I say most common, 99.9% .9 of the time, you're going to be using quarter inch tubing. Yeah. Okay, great. Thanks for clearing that up. And I just want to remind everybody, we've got the chat and the Q&A open. So if you've got some questions or you want to make a comment, load them up in there and uh, I'll ask them of Andy when appropriate. And uh, as some of you may know, for good questions, we've been sending some great uh, Jane Irrigation Training t-shirts. So Keep an eye out. Oh, I want a, I want a t-shirt. I'm going to ask myself <laughs> a good question here. <laughs> so, all right. Um, in order to identify the right tubing, you need, in order to ID the right tubing, you need to have the right ID. And that's a little a monomic, is that what it's called? A, a little play on words to help remember things. Um, but OD and ID, why it matters. And of course, ID does not stand for identification in this instance, it stands for inside diameter. Of course, OD stands for outside diameter. And we have to understand both the ID and the OD in order to select the right fitting. Um, and ID and OD is measured in inches. Of course, ID is simple. It's the outside diameter. You can see the diagram here, the bottom right of the screen. It is the outside. If you were to take a caliper and measure the outside of the uh, tubing, you would get the outside diameter. And of course, you could do the same thing with the inside diameter or the, o uh, the ID. And this becomes, uh, this becomes key to measuring um, or to uh, key measurement to understand how and which fitting to use. So, with that in mind, too, is another uh, um, kind of basic wanted to establish. Now, this is where things start to get a little complex. And if you go back and you look at that uh, training from 
that we did on tubing several uh, several months ago. My my format here is I when I switch computers got off a little bit. I apologize. Those were supposed to be all lined up, but with eighth inch tubing, that's pretty simple. That's a 0.187 inch by a 0.125 inch outside diameter by inside diameter. So eighth inch tubing is really a eighth inch inside diameter tubing. Quarter so, inch, which is a lot more frequent. There's actually two sizes of quarter inch. There's a, a, a 0 0.220 by 0 0.160 or a 220 by 160. And there's a 250 by 170. So now we're going from uh, an eighth inch inside diameter on that tubing to now a quarter inch outside diameter on this tubing, which is, which is, is it's all fine. And it'll, it'll make sense. We understand those fittings and the way they work. But where it really starts to get complicated here is when we get into half inch tubing. Now, this is the biggest uh, frustration I think that I have. I'm sure a lot of people have. If it's called half inch tubing, why is it not all <laughs> half inch? There's at least four different sizes of what we call half inch tubing. And I'm aware of a fifth size as well. Okay, so we have this first size of half inch tubing, the 620 by 520, um, also referred to 16 as 16 millimeter. That's gonna be the smallest of the half inch sizes. Again, that's a 0.62 outside diameter by a 0.52 inside diameter measured in inches. Moving up from there, we have a 0.660 by 0.560 or 17 millimeter. And that's going to be the brown tubing you see, uh, typically that brown drip tubing. Now, just because it's drip tubing doesn't mean it's 17 millimeters. So you always got to look at the size of your tubing um, to, to, to know what you're working with. These are the common sizes. Uh, and then we move to, um, this must have come from the United States because there's no metric measurement for it whatsoever. That's 700, 600, which is really 5 eighths of an inch. Um, but we call it half inch. And if you're not confused yet, well, um, I'm really, I'm really trying hard to, to, <laughs> to show you how confusing this is. Um, but that 0.7 inch by 0.6 inch, this is going to be the most common um, tubing you see in the landscape. Most markets I'm aware of where they're selling half inch drip tubing. It's typically, typically going to be this, uh, what we call 700, 600. And moving up from there in size, we have our 710, 620, um, which is metrically, that's an 18 millimeter. Uh, so Andy, I just said, we have a quick question coming yep. in and that is, okay, so I, I know how I can measure the outside diameter of my tubing, but uh, do I really need a micrometer? What do I need to measure the inside or where do I find out what that number is? Yeah. So. You could get, I've, I've got a caliper at home that you can measure things outside or inside. You don't even need that. If you have the packaging of the tubing, it'll say on there what the ID and OD is. Um, now, that's great when you're installing something new and it's labeled. If you don't, we'll talk about that. If you don't know what size tubing you have, uh, a couple little tricks for you. But uh, typically, either in the catalog from the manufacturer, it'll list the size of the tubing or on the packaging of the tubing itself, it'll list the size of the tubing. And these are important things to know when you're, uh, when you're doing installation. You know, it would be really great, Andy. What's that? If it was we had one on fitting that just fit all those half inch tubing sizes. Yeah. Well, there you're, you're, you're starting to give away some of my secrets. We have a, we, uh, that's one of the tricks. That's one of the tricks that we'll talk about here. Um, 
one of the things that Jane does well, um, especially in our fitting uh, category, but we do it in, in our, it, with our tubing, we do it with our filters, we do it with our emission devices, but specifically with fittings, we can take something complex and make it simple. And, and if you're a landscape contractor, what that means is reduce labor. Um, complex uh, to simple means reduction in labor, reduction in, in labor force. So we'll talk about what that is specifically. Uh, you can see a three quarter inch tubing, there's two sizes and then one inch tubing. There's several sizes of one inch tubing as well, but they all fit within that, you know, 1.2 by 1.06 or, or 1200 by 1060 hmm. as it's called. Okay. So we, as you can see, things just aren't simple. I buy a half inch fitting, I get, you know, I, if I buy a half inch tubing, I get half inch fitting. That's not the way it works, right? So you can see things start to get a little bit complicated. And so really to your original question, does it matter? Well, yeah, it matters. Because if I had um, the wrong size fitting, uh, you're gonna end up with problems, so. But um, you know the, the question that came up earlier, how do I know, how can I figure out what I have? You'll see this on uh, manufacturer specifications, this chart I've got here, this happens to be uh, from Jane. You can see this in catalogs, you can see it in websites. You can see the, um, as you're ordering tubing or uh, you know, part numbers, whatever uh, your tubing, you, you can look up a chart and, and figure out exactly what you had based on either part number or so forth. And you can get that size and you can, you can figure out which, uh, which fitting you need. So that's that's another little help there. So now, now that we've got that established, I want to talk about some fittings in general, right? And you can see there's there's a myriad of different fittings here on the screen. And uh, uh, we'll talk about each one of these and the pros and cons and, and maybe what you should look out for and, um, and uh, so some tips and tricks to make your life a lot easier. And the hint is the fitting on the left there. So um, first thing I want to talk about, remember we, we introduced eight inch and, and quarter inch tubing. That's our spaghetti tubing. Um, uh, we've always called it spaghetti tubing, but it's, it's what delivers the water from your uh, distribution tubing, your half inch or three quarter inch tubing out to the plant. And, uh, they are always connected with a barb fitting. You can see an example of a barb fitting in the lower left there. It's a, uh, it's a simple barb. The fitting goes into the tip into the tubing. Therefore, ID matters. So I'm not aware of a fitting that doesn't fit both sizes of uh, quarter inch tubing, but you always want to double check and make sure that the size range of the fitting corresponds with the inside diameter of the tubing. And that's a, and that's a simple uh, thing to look up. But like I said, I've never seen uh, one that doesn't um, fit both sizes. And you, you know, there's, there's, there's several of these uh, configurations that are available. They're very inexpensive. They're very um, straightforward to use. I won't say easy to use because once you've done several of these, your hands really start to hurt. These things, uh, they're small, a lot of sharp angles, and it really creates a lot of stress. And one thing I recommend is an insertion tool. Uh, you can use a, it's like a, a clamp style insertion tool. It inserts the tubing right into the emitter and that makes it great. And uh, you can see we got a, a few different uh, other tools there. It comes right out of our catalog. Um, the blue, red, and yellow all happen to be punch tools. And what you would use those for, so imagine, uh, 
let's pretend this is a coupling and not a T. I could, I could attach my quarter inch tubing to this side, punch a hole in my half inch tubing, and then insert this right into the half inch tubing. And I'll show you a diagram of it right here. And this diagram comes courtesy of our friends over at Drip Depot. And so you can see I have my quarter inch tubing and I've got my quarter inch connector and I've got my half inch tubing. I can poke a hole in the tubing, put the connector in and then insert the tubing over that. And I am able to run water from my distribution line to my plant. So it becomes a, a great way to get water moving over there. Now, yeah, I'm so happy you showed those tools, Andy, because, you know, connecting one, not a big deal. But if you're at this for a few hours or putting in a new system, boy, that, that uh, can really make a difference. It does. It does. Um, one thing to watch out for. Now, these, these connectors are not foolproof. Um, and what can happen if you get sloppy on, on creating the hole? And uh, you, you can create a scenario where the hole is almost too big for that connector, that barbed connector, and water starts to leak out, water starts to spray out. So you want to you make sure you got a good sharp punch, uh, hole punch. I mean, those things are cheap enough. You should replace them often. A good clean hole with a, uh, a nice um, uh, tight fitting on that, that, that quarter inch connector. If not, you'll, uh, you'll end up with uh, water blowing out the side, which is, which is never a good thing. And uh, again, just as a reminder to everybody, these are designed to work in low pressure systems. So if you're, uh, if you're exceeding, you know, 50 PSI, you're going to have problems as well. So yeah, uh, great point, Andy. So uh, another question coming in and this person's asking really with the quarter inch tubing, I'm not really going to buy the wrong fitting. Correct. If you if you have quarter inch tubing and you have a quarter inch fitting, uh, you you will be safe. You may find that the smaller size quarter inch tubing is a little bit harder to get over the fitting. But uh, uh, if you, when you look at the size chart for those fittings, it covers the inside diameter range of both the uh, the 160 and the uh, 120. Yeah. Okay. Very nice. Thank the you. 170. Sorry. 160 and 170. So now we get into half inch. Remember how uh, how unhalf inch half inch is, right? <laughs> the the great misnomer half inch. Um, one of the more common fittings you see in half inches is barbed fitting. Now um, they do make these in sixteen millimeter. Uh, they're not as common, but seventeen millimeter is very common. Uh, and this, this style fitting, it's got, it, it's similar to the quarter inch fitting. It's got barbs on it. Uh, it, the fitting itself inserts into the tubing. So ID matters again, inside diameter matters. The great thing about these fittings is they are very cheap. Um, one of the downsides though, is they only work on one specific size tubing. So for example, this picture I have in the lower left, it's got a 17 on it. And it has a 17 on it because it only works on 17 millimeter tubing. If you tried to use this fitting on 700 by 600 tubing, it would go in great. And as soon as you pressurize the system, it's going to blow apart. Um, so you want to make sure that it, you've got the right size. Now, the industry, for the most part, has made it easy. Most of the time, 17 millimeter tubing is brown. 
and the 17 millimeter fittings are brown. So that, that makes it real easy. So if I'm doing a brand new installation, I buy all 17 millimeter tubing. It's really easy to get all 17 millimeter fittings. And I don't have to worry about things uh, getting mixed up. So that, that becomes easy. Or if I'm doing a repair and I see brown tubing, I can put uh, with confidence a 17 millimeter barbed fitting back on there and it will be the right size. However, now there are there's some other downsides with these uh, these barbed insert fittings. Um, besides the fact that they they only work on one side size, as you can see in this picture in the lower right, um, they come apart and these things are known to blow apart. Either through uh, it gets warm, the tubing starts to get soft. If you have a lower grade tubing, it, it gets soft a little bit. It gets warm outside. It loosens up. Your pressure is too high. It can blow apart. Or, um, you know, if you if you put that fitting on a couple times, uh, maybe it starts to get worn out a little bit um, around that tubing and it just it just doesn't hold as well. And so it blows apart. And you can see that that was an example of that here in this picture in the lower right. Now, I've known um, guys to come back with hose clamps and put hose clamps on over those to to install them. I know other manufacturers that sell with their fitting metal clamps and then a special tool to install the metal clamp. Um, there is a much better way and I'm just gonna, I'll keep on teasing this out. There is a much better way to do it, to do this. But uh, um, when it comes to bar insert fittings, this is the, the, the lowest quality, but also the lowest cost that's out there. You're on a budget, hey, maybe, maybe it's the way to go, but it comes at, uh, at, at another expense. So low cost, low quality. Yeah, it's interesting, Andy, because as I think about this, I think a lot of drip irrigations happening at uh, early in the morning when no one's around to see if there's a problem. Uh, you've got a half inch or 17 millimeter tubing here at, um, let's say, 30, 25 pounds of pressure. Typically, the drip irrigation is scheduled, you know, 45 minutes, hour, 30 minutes. It's it's going to flow for a long time and nobody's going to see it. I uh, uh it's um, it, it's kind of scary. Yeah, I worked with a guy many years ago where a customer called in and said, "Hey, look, we got a bunch of drip irrigation leaks. You got fountains spraying all over in the middle of the day." And uh, he's like, "Oh, we'll be right out in there to fix it." And he sent a guy out, and uh, thirty minutes later, it was fixed. And I said, "Well, that was quick. How do you fix it so fast?" He's like, "Oh, we didn't fix it. We just set the clock to run in the middle of the night so nobody sees it." <laughs> right. Oh boy. <laughs> that is not the way to do it. There, <laughs> don't. Don't be like that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's a great story, Andy. All right, so moving up in our quality and also cost, we have compression fittings. Now with a compression fitting, the tubing goes, rather than the fitting going inside the tubing, the tubing goes inside the fitting. So this is where OD or outside diameter becomes critical. Now, we mentioned before, there's four different sizes of half inch tubing. Each one has a different outside diameter. And if and you can see in these, these three examples I have on the bottom, I, I didn't get a picture of the fourth, uh, that, that, that fourth one, the gray ones for three quarter inch, but you see green, black, and blue. There's also a fourth color, yellow. If you've ever wondered why we those uh, fittings have a different color rings on them, it's because each one corresponds to a different size fitting. Green would be the 16 millimeters you can see here. That black is 700, 600. Blue is uh, 18 millimeter or 710, 620. So each one, each color corresponds to a different size tubing. Um, 
the problem, and these, these fittings, they, 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 for the most part, they work well. Once the tubing goes in, it doesn't come back out. Once it goes in, you know, over time, it can begin to leak. And they, they are, um, when tubing is extruded, there's some tolerances in the outside diameter size, but there is no tolerance whatsoever on these rings and these compression fittings. So sometimes you get tubing that's made really well and it goes in well. Other times it is a beast to get in. It can be really, really challenging. I've seen tubing kink and bend and tear before it actually goes into these compression fittings. Um, but the cost is reasonable. And if you have a quality tubing and quality fitting, this can be a, a, a decent solution as well. The biggest problem with this fitting is, um, okay, so let's say I have a green and a yellow and a black and a blue, all those fittings I carry on my truck, right? I'm carrying uh, four, four fittings for uh, each size I could potentially encounter. And if I'm going out to make a repair in the field and I see some black tubing in the ground, how do I know what size it is, right? I don't, it becomes a guessing game. I pull out the green one, I one. There's no way. Black one, that's kind of a tight fit. I really don't want to try too hard to get it on. I'm going to go with blue. Blue goes on nice and easy. It slips right on. But maybe it's the wrong size and you, you bury it up and then it blows apart and you're out there tomorrow making the repair for free. So it, it just becomes very, very complicated to know what size um, tubing you have for that, that, that particular fitting. Um, again, if you had a brand new install where everything was 700, 600 tubing and every fitting was the, uh, that black ring, that's not going to be a problem, but in a repair environment, or if you don't know the size of the tubing, or if you're dealing with a low quality tubing where you get some variation and the consistency of the outside diameter, it becomes a problem. It means it costs you more time and time means money. And uh, with, with labor being the single largest direct expense facing landscape contractors, um, that's if you can find the labor to begin with right now. But when, when labor is the single largest direct expense, anything you can do to save time and save money becomes, becomes critical to the, the success of your business, not to mention the quality of your install. Yeah, so Andy, if I'm a landscape maintenance contractor, I've just taken over a new job, I've got a break, or I need to change a fitting, how would I even figure out what size tubing I have? So that's the thing is that you, there's, if it's brown, a really good chance at 17 millimeter. Yeah. If it's black tubing, um, it could be 16 millimeter, it could be 18 millimeter, it could be 700, 600. There's really, there's really no way to know. You could carry a, a caliper with you, but has the tubing been compressed and you get a bad measurement? I mean, there's, um, there's a way to do it and get it right, but at a much larger expense. And, and here is, uh, and I'll show you a way now to do it and uh and not have to worry about any of this and that is the power lock fitting multi-diameter and, and so as we move up this scale from low cost and low quality to medium uh this becomes now the higher higher cost but much higher quality hmm. fitting and uh this multi-diameter uh, power lock fitting will fit everything between uh 16 and 18 millimeter tubing so all uh, four sizes of half inch tubing, and really there's a fifth out there as well, a 705 by 605. Uh, this fitting fits all of those. So go back to that scenario before where I had to have a, a green and a yellow and a black and a blue fitting on my truck. 
um, you know, all that redundancy. I no longer need that. I can carry one coupling instead of four, one T instead of four. And it, the beauty of this power lock fitting doesn't, um, it doesn't end there. It's not just the fact that it, it, it's a one size fits all. It also locks onto the tubing. So the, uh, this, and I'll show you here, the, uh, in this, this diagram, you can see in, in step one, the tubing um, goes over a barb on the fitting, much like a barbed insert fitting. So that tubing goes over the barb, the barb goes inside the tubing. But then rather than having to use a clamp and a special tool at an additional expense, we've got this, this uh, locking barrel, this locking nut that screws back over the tubing, locks the tubing onto the, uh, the, the barb on that power lock fitting, locks it into place uh, with power. And imagine that, it's a power lock fitting. And uh, it holds it there and it, 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 you know, the tubing will blow apart before the, uh, the fitting comes undone and, you know, to this drip tubing is ready for about 55 PSI. So, um, or your drip system shouldn't exceed 55 PSI. So as long as you're within that operating uh, pressure, you'll be fine. But let's say you cut your tubing the wrong size. You can back that locking nut off, pull the tubing off cut it to the right size and then reinstall it. So it's reusable. And even if that outside of the tubing becomes stretched, you still have that locking barrel to go down over the top of it to keep it in place. So these, uh, these power lock fittings, um, while they, they may cost a few cents more, you more than make up for it in time. And yeah, Andy, as a, as a gardener, as a contractor, I have so many things to worry about, right? <laughs> Are my plants getting the right amount of water? When did I fertilize? What about those weeds? All these things, the last thing I want to be worried about is uh, my fittings popping off and, uh, and wasting a lot of water. Yeah. Had a, um, a guy I know in Vegas was working on a property. I, I called him up one day. What are you doing? He's like, ah, you know, I got these, uh, these fittings are blown off. I got a bunch of hose clamps. I'm running out to install hose clamps all day. And I gave him a bag of power. This was, you know, probably six, seven years ago. I gave him a bag of power lock fittings. And he said, this is the best kept secret. You know, where have these things been? And it, it really is, um, you know, you spend an extra 20 cents in material and you save $5 in labor. Um, and that's, not counting the return trips, you, you know, that, that, that factor in as well. Power lock fitting is great. Uh, and the other thing too, there's, there's, there's a few locking fittings on the market. This power lock fitting is the only one that fits the, the, uh, um, the, is the one size fits all fitting. The, the, there are other fittings out there, but they're not one size fits all, but there's an added benefit to this style fitting. It's very ergonomic. When you get it in your hand, it just feels good. And when you're installing hundreds of these a day, it's less wear and tear on your hands. And you know, the, the arthritis and carpal tunnel, the other thing that, you know, use your hands all day, just the, uh, that strain and wear and tear and cramping that happens because this is an ergonomic fitting. It, uh, it's a lot easier to use. You'll see some out there that have these big wings on them and they're just, they're just a pain. They hurt your hands. Both, both barbs have to spin in the same direction, which isn't right, right? They should spin in opposite directions so you can twist them on. There's really a lot of thought and a lot of engineering that went into this fitting. And um, for uh, gardeners that maybe are arth arthritic or have problems, you know, weaknesses with their hands, uh, this is a great, um, way to uh, to solve that problem. It's a very easy fitting to use. 
uh, ergonomic, but it also holds on and it's not going to blow off. So you have uh, that peace of mind as well. And I, I really uh, can't say enough good things about these power lock fittings. Yeah, Andy, we got a couple of questions coming in. One wants a clarification. So when you do the power locks, they spin opposite, like you're squeezing a towel, bringing out a towel? Correct. On a, Like on a coupling, yeah. Yep. So, okay. And then uh, this person just wants to be sure they heard you right. The power lock fitting uh, will fit three sizes of the uh, half inch tubing, right? Four sizes, everything between 16 millimeter and 18 millimeter. And most commonly there's gonna be four sizes, 16, 17, 700, 600, and 800, or 18 millimeter. Yeah. Um, and there's also 705, 605, that's right in between 700, 600, and 18 millimeter. That's not very common, that's more of a, of a spec thing, but um, everything in the half inch family, this power lock, uh, Fitting the PL55 is kind of the internal jingo we use at Jane, but that PL55 fits everything in the half inch family. Wow, so much easier because I could buy somebody else's power lock, but I'm going to again have to know the tubing that it goes on. But the Jane fits it all. Great, fits it all. Yeah, uh, exactly. So, you know, I'll, I just want to kind of wrap up with this. This was, you know, my backyard. Um, insert fittings blew apart replace it with the power lock. Uh, my power lock fittings, they don't leak. They don't come apart. Uh, compression fittings over time, they leak. Uh, insert fittings over time, they'll blow apart, but the power lock is a solution. New installation, never worry about again. Maintenance, quick and easy installation. It really is the, uh, the way to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm so happy you said that about the leaks, too, because I think a lot of people think, I heck, sometimes I think, oh, well, a little leak there, it's just another emitter. It's just another way to add some water to my root zone. But what I really find is when I have a little leak at every fitting, this is where the weeds grow. <laughs> and I'm pulling the weeds next to the leak. And I'm like, I'm defeating the purpose of my drip. Well, we use drip irrigation well, most of us anyway, maybe we inherited it, but the, the purpose of drip irrigation is, is, is twofold. Number one, um, great for plant health, but number two, more importantly, we're, we're using less water to maintain that plant health. Uh, I look at the news in Southern California, you can only water one day a week. I look at the news in Las Vegas, uh, grass is being outlawed, right? Non-functional turf. We're, water conservation, I think, will continue to take more and more of a uh, um, a center stage in, in our society, let's, uh, you know, uh, a fitting blowing apart and, you, and you're running this system for, you know, 60 minutes. Uh, let's say it's only three times a week. It's not running every day, but you know, that's a lot of water flowing through that system over 60 minutes that's coming out of there that's, uh, that's, that's wasted, uh, you, know, you know, increased water bills and the waste. Uh, so, so fittings can play a critical role in keeping your uh, irrigation system healthy. Not to mention that you look at this picture on the left, all the plants that are depending on that water after that break, they're not getting anything. Right. And so I'm, I'm not just wasting water, but now I got the expense of having to replace plant material. So it's, it's um, a very, it's, it's, it's complex in, in its, uh, in its uh, um, importance. I'm so glad you mentioned that about uh, Southern California too, Andy, because I really think it's the way that the nation's going to eventually go. And one thing I thought was interesting, I, I taught a water management class at the Water Conservation Garden in San Diego over the weekend. And I had three homeowners. Now we get our bills every other month here in San Diego. I had three homeowners tell me that their 
water bill, so two month water bill, but three homeowners, their water bill, more than $1,500. And man, they wanted to know what they could do about that. And the reality is it's going up. It's, it's gonna get more expensive. So they're gonna have to figure out how to use less. We talked a lot about that and we helped them, but this is, uh, this is unbelievable, uh, $1,500 water bill. And it wasn't just like one outlier. It was yeah. three, three people. Well, yeah, if you can, um, no, yeah, anything you can do to, to reduce that, that's, that'd, be, that'd be huge. That's yeah, real money. Wait, my dad a second. That's more than my first mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, last thing, just one of the closing thoughts here. Um, there's a variety of different uh, fittings out there. Of course, you see a, a power lock fitting. Um, I, I've been showing couplings and T's and, and elbows, but there are flush valves that have, uh, that have these fitting, you know, there are, um, you know, end caps that have these different type, types of fittings. So it's not just as you're teeing off or bending a corner or connecting two pipes together, it's the end of the line, it's, you know, your air relief in the middle, it's, these are, these are all the places where you could have, uh, you're connecting tubing to other type of hardware. Um, at the beginning of the line, when you're connecting your tubing to your, uh, your pressure regulator as well. You got those fittings there as well. So, um, you know, just to, you know, keep that in mind as you're considering your drip irrigation system, it's not just, uh, you know, uh, T's and elbows and couplings. And that was, uh, that was what I had prepared for today. Yeah, well, that was a great job, Andy. I know we talked earlier and we said, what's going to be a success in this webinar and the measure was, can you make irrigation fittings interesting? And you definitely succeeded. This was, this was fascinating. I learned more about fittings than, uh, than I knew before, that's for sure. And uh, it's certainly going to make me a better uh, gardener, a better water manager as a result. So thanks for uh, coming on and helping us out today. My pleasure. I also want to thank everybody who joined us today. Uh, really appreciate you giving a little bit of your day to us to uh, improve your water management, your understanding of irrigation. Remember, you can see all our trainings at the Jane Irrigation, uh, janesusa.com website forward slash trainings is where you'll find all of those. It's almost 200 of them on there now from uh, everything from fittings to uh, uh, cloud computing for your uh, irrigation scheduling. So there's a lot there. Check it out. It's also wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Uh, we're uh, dark on Friday uh, due to the Memorial Day weekend. So we hope everybody has a really nice uh, long weekend. And we'll talk to you after that. Andy, again, thanks very much. Uh, great job today. Really appreciate it. Hey, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Happy Memorial Day.